Hi guys, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the Zebra Dizzy. You should cut that out. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Okay. I'm editing this one. Okay. <laughs> So yes, welcome. Welcome, yes. <laughs> welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy, uh, our episode on Senchal Kapama, volume two. Um, we do have a little bit of housekeeping because Ashley and I were just chatting off um, mic for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And we realized, we kind of touched on this in the Bayanlish episode about how we weren't thinking about how, because we're watching currently... Yeah. <laughs> when we have things like either emergencies or vacations or just one of us is going to be out of town or whatever, um, you know, life things happen that mm-hmm. we can't record ahead of time like we could in season one. Right. Um, because a lot of those times we were recording two, sometimes three episodes at a time so that, you know, we could account for our vacations and things like that. Yeah. So um, there's probably going to be some changes in the coming weeks. Yep. Um, we've always released on Wednesdays, but I, which that, you know, is essentially the goal, but I sort of think we're going to have to make the switch to whenever we cover the episode. Mm-hmm. So maybe by Yonlish we'll drop on like a Tuesday, maybe, or, you know, uh, whatever. San Chalkapama might drop on a Thursday. Uh, we might not necessarily be able to drop them on the same day every single week, just because we kind of have to work with our schedules. Like, right. um, like after we're done recording, like I'm heading out of town. My husband's working out of town. And so I'm going to be joining him and I won't be back for a week, which is normally when we would be recording our yeah. next episodes. Ashley and her husband are probably going to be out of town uh, for a few days the week after that. Mm-hmm. And we can't record ahead of time unless somehow we were able to convince the studios to give us <laughs> advanced <laughs> copies of the episodes, which I don't think will happen. <laughs> Um, that would be lovely right but, but yeah, even then we wouldn't understand we wouldn't understand it because we mm-hmm. wouldn't have subtitles so just bear with us so basically we're going to do everything we can to stay on top be current with the episodes um, and sometimes that might mean releasing two Bayanlish episodes one week just to get caught up or two Senchal Kapama episodes um, so sometimes you might you know have two two of the two episodes of the same show in one week and it might be then like another eight days until the next one comes out yes um so yeah so please if you would just bear with us with that while we work that out as things come up so we will do our best to be as consistent as possible and we're not going to let ourselves fall like crazy behind because we you know we do want to we do want to watch as current as possible so Mm -hmm. um yeah, so things just might look even a little more different in season two yeah. than they already are. Um, but we appreciate yeah. um, we appreciate your understanding. So um, that was pretty much it as far as that goes. Um, we have um, translation stuff to f- fix up, right? To clarify? Yes. Um, so we, one of the uh, girls, a couple girls in our Facebook group, um clarified a few things for us because they have subtitles in other languages that Mm -hmm. they speak that are a little more clear on some things so and i got permission from heya uh to read what she wrote us Mm -hmm. so she said hey girls uh new member here i've been listening to the podcast since ek and i didn't know if i should message you guys with my thoughts yes please yeah (laughs) we always love hearing from you uh, I heard your first episode for Senchal Kapama, and since normally I watch the episodes with Arabic translations, which are which are much better than the English ones, 
I just couldn't go on without clarifying some assumptions you guys made. First, Edda is studying to be a landscape architect specifically. She wants to specialize in landscaping, which is why flowers are a big part of her and her personality. Mm-hmm. Second, her grades didn't go down or anything. Remember, we were like, we we're trying to figure out last week exactly what got her kicked out of school other than just the scholarship issues. So this is clarified right here. Her grades didn't go down or anything. She's actually at the top of her class. Even Sarah mentions that. From how I understood it, she was getting her scholarship through the company. And when uh, and the scholarship included a program to go to Italy for her final year of undergrad. Once the scholarship was withdrawn, she had to drop her classes and take a break from school because she couldn't pay. When her break took too long, she wasn't allowed to re-enroll because of a university rule. So when she speaks to her professor in the first episode, the professor says the university has issued forgiveness for students who have missed classes, which is why she's now allowed to go back to school. But since her scholarship never came from the university itself, she didn't qualify for a scholarship and still has to come up with the money to pay for it. Um, Also, in the scene where they're fighting in front of the company, you guys mentioned that Sarah Khan apologized. He actually did not, (laughs) which I think is sort of the point. Edda says she'll apologize if he admits in front of his team that what happened to her was his mistake. And he says that he didn't make a mistake, which is why Ada then says she doesn't apologize. Uh, I think we're going to find out why Serkan is such a stickler for not making mistakes and not apologizing, which I, I agree. When it comes to the first aid kit, that was another thing I just wasn't super clear on. Yeah. <clears throat> when it comes to the first aid kit, the girls say, you yelled at him so much, but look, he got you a first aid kit because you were hurt. I think he actually got it for her because they both had bruises and scrapes from the handcuffs uh, that they were wearing. Because in the next scene, you can see Serkan using the cream in the kit. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Using the cream in the kit to put around his wrist. So thank you so much for clarifying that. We always appreciate that. Um, because, yeah, we realize that there are just going to be things that not only get lost in translation, but when we don't have the most reliable translations on top of that. Right. Sometimes there's even chunks of dialogue that aren't translated at all. And mm-hmm. we sort of just have to kind of uh, infer from, you know, what we can see as to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Um, And then um, Moran also cleared up for us why Serkan never really went to the police. Because, you know, when he says like, oh, I, you know, there's crazy women like you everywhere who, you know, try to basically link themselves to me. I'm used, you know, I'm used to it and I can take care of that. I'll go to the police. She basically says to him like, yeah, right. You're not going to go to the police because you care too much about your reputation and Mm. that would wind up in the media or the papers and whatever. Um, So she kind of calls him on his bluff, but it basically explains like why they didn't, why nothing actually came of the police threat. Well, and he even says right before the kiss at the end of the first episode, Mm -hmm. he says like, you know that our company and scandal don't go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So clearly they have a specific kind of reputation and he'll do his best to keep that reputation up. So Yes, and he wants to correct that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just going to give a shout out at the top of the show before we dig in. Um, because there's a few times. Miriam on Twitter, if you guys don't follow her. Um, she's author son M on Twitter. And she's just, we love her. She helped us a lot in season one when mm-hmm. we needed help on clarifications um, for EK. And she... All, she has helped me while I was watching this episode with a few things that either there wasn't dialogue for 
translated. Oh, oh um, see, I watched on TurkFlix, so oh, I, I maybe I should have to got everything. I switched between um, YouTube and one of like Ex- I think it was like Express Easy. Okay, like, um, I switched back and forth between theirs, and I didn't even check to see if it was on TurkFlix yet. It was last night. Okay, so. <laughs> good. I did not even double because the last I had checked, it wasn't up yet. So I just yeah went to what I knew. Mm-hmm. Um. So there were a few things that she helped clear up. Even when there were translations, I was kind of like, what is this actually saying? Because, you know, sometimes the translation will come up and you know, like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, totally. So she clarified a few things. um, And I just want to thank her for uh, letting me basically flood her DMs (laughs) last night with video clips and questions. So... Anyhow, I think that's everything. Okay. Because um, I'm assuming that stuff will be coming up as we discuss yes. this episode. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I think we can just get get into it. Let's do it. All right. So we start off with uh, that wonderful scene that I could watch a million times. I literally wrote, I will never get over reliving the opening and final scenes of this episode. I never get sick of it. That I... And now I that we watch seen... it over and over and over again. Oh my but... gosh, have you guys seen the behind the scenes of yep. this kiss? <gasps> Holy crap. I swear we are we every one of every last one of us is the girl who it pans to really quickly yes. where she's like raising Whoa. her eyebrow. <laughs> uh-huh. But after seeing that behind the scenes clip of the kiss, what I realized is I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the kiss lasts as long on like in real life Mm -hmm. as it does in the show Uh uh-huh so because in the in the episode you know they're cutting between different people reactions different things that are happening around them but i think that they just let that actual clip run Mm -hmm. for that entire span yep because they're kissing for it's like, like over a, a minute. minute. It's like <laughs> over a minute. And listen, I I mean, I think I've known this in the I always know in the back of my head, like, yes, when there are scenes like this, we clearly know there are a million other people we don't see because right. of camera crews and things like that. But actually seeing that the way it was shot in real life. And I it's feel all like quiet. Yes, because there's no just yep, there's around. no music playing because obviously that goes in in you know post-production right so there's no music playing it's pretty dang quiet considering they have such a huge crowd around them yeah and there's all these people floating around them with cameras and things like that because they're taking stills to use for promo Mm -hmm. they're videoing for the show itself yeah and then the fact that it still could be that intense and that hot and that like sizzling that like i know i sit here and think about like (laughs) making out with my husband <laughs> with all these people surrounding me for a full minute i know i can't even imagine and i mean granted i'm not an actress but you know so it's like i get that there's probably an element of um i don't want to say comfort but like they're they're more used to it yeah however it still doesn't make it any less awkward like no. so the fact that they're able to just make it look so easy and so natural when that's what the reality is happening around them. I know. And then I, I thought, okay, so for the final scene, it was probably the very same way. Because oh, yeah. the final scene is two over two minutes of yeah. no dialogue. <laughs> I timed it last night. Because I was like, 
There's literally no words and you don't need them. It's you such an don't. intense scene and there's you no You don't need words at all. And unlike the opening scene, it's not mate, it's not a kissing scene. So there's not Look, I haven't had that like uh-huh. hold your breath uh-huh. like grabbing the couch moment yep. since EK. Mm-hmm. So I was incredibly impressed oh. with that final scene. Completely. I was like squirming in my seat. Yep. <laughs> Watching it. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And listen, I'm sorry, but how can you not be affected by acting stuff like that out especially in that context uh-huh. in turk Dizzy when they have all these moments where the couples are just staring at each other uh-huh. i'm sorry but intense eye contact there is nothing there's no. there's almo- an- there's almost nothing more intimate i was just saying there's an intimacy to it staring into somebody else's eyes yep it's unbelievable so yep. i it makes sense that they have this chemistry because mm-hmm. they're just staring at each other. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I, <sighs> yeah, because acting or not, the fact of the matter is you still are staring into each other's eyes. Like, yeah. And there is just such an intimate act. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, now yep. that we've gone way off the rails. I know, but um, it we had to say it because. We had to. You guys, if you haven't seen that video, you got to go look it up. Yeah. You it's have to go. all over Twitter. So oh, yeah. it won't it's be everywhere. hard to find. Yeah. But basically, they kind of have to recover after the kiss. He's mm-hmm. like, come with me. They ro- they walk away. And Engin has to kind of make whatever announcement they were supposed to make. Because everything has just been <laughs> thrown off. Right. Because Eda just walked up and kissed his face off so (laughs) and i would just also like to note that he was a very active participant in that kiss yeah oh well i i love the way it's shot because he's kind of stunned right which totally understand yeah but then his hands go right around Uh her way And yeah, he's not just sitting there being kissed and he's not pushing her away no he's not he could yeah (laughs) He's a lot stronger and bigger than her. He could have grabbed her shoulders and kind of, you know, yep, gently <laughs> detached her. Absolutely. Him. But that didn't happen, you nope. guys. I wonder why. Yep. <laughs> it just makes this next scene, like, these next couple scenes, like, okay, oh, uh, totally. Sarah Khan, like, because, you know. And Edda, I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know because he kind of grabs her hand like you said and they take off and once they're like inside uh that hotel or whatever it is that lobby she like yanks her hand away and is like don't touch me and he's like shouldn't I be the one making those orders considering what just happened outside (laughs) well because they passed Jank and Carla yeah they you know that's goodbye Jank Mm -hmm. probably forever I hope Uh, yeah but Sarkhan asks who that was, mm-hmm. and she tells him it's her ex, and yeah, she's all, don't touch me. <laughs> and I loved his snarky response, because, I mean, yes, he did actively participate, yeah. but he's not the one who walked up and grabbed her face. Right. Um, oh, man. But, so he kind of tells her how it's going to be, like, hey, and this is where I'm kind of like, okay, dude, because he's like, you disgraced me out there, you this, and it's like, 
Well, you could have pushed her off and completely treated her like a psycho mm-hmm. and had security haul like, her what away. What are you doing? Who are you? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, but he's like, you know, you disgraced me. So now we need to pretend to be engaged to basically save face. Yeah. Because, like you said, he had just finished saying that Scandal and his company uh, aren't familiar with each other. Yeah. And that's the discussion they have in the car. Right. Because then they, he's like, we're going to go. And she's like, I'm not going with you. And he's like, okay, suit yourself. Because he's like, all the paparazzi are going to be here. And yeah. as soon as she sees them, she's like, oh, crap. And runs out and gets in the car with him. And he's so bossy. I know. And I'm like, he's why is this so, so hot? I know. There are so many times I marked down when he's being a total alpha. And I'm like. In real life. I would hate him. I would oh. 100% be Edda and be like, you are the worst. Uh-huh. Who I do you think you're talking to? You are, how could you possibly be so high-handed? But watching it on the screen, I'm like, ooh, he's bossy. I know. And I'm like, I like that way too much because I'm like, man, what a jerk. But then I'm like, but he's like, also we'll do the hot. following. You're going to pretend to be my fiance for two months. Uh-huh. You're not, not going to tell anybody what's going on. You're going to be at my office at eight o'clock this evening. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ed does keeping her head about her and is like, Evet patron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thankfully, Edda oh. is not as affected as we are. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. She's like, uh, yeah, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and she basically refuses. Oh, my god. And he, you know, he gets heavy handed and she's like, yeah, don't know who you're talking to, but I hate you and I don't want to see you again. Yeah. Like, goodbye. <laughs> um, So she gets home. She's hiding from her aunt She because her she notices her aunt coming up mm-hmm. and she kind of hides. Um, Melo shows up too. Yeah, she helps you know keep her keep her secret right and um so kind of gets the aunt sent away before she has to explain anything about what just happened Mm -hmm. because melo shows her like you're all over social media which when she's surprised by this i'm like you were literally at a press conference honey like what did you think was going i know i know i i think she didn't think about the right consequences no and you know she does admit that at one point later like listen it was a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, I wasn't snapped. thinking. Something yeah. snapped in me. So at least she does She does admit that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then we get a quick little... Um, we get a quick little scene with Khan, uh, who, yes. just a quick reminder, owns a similar company to Sarah Khan's, mm-hmm. basically his main competition. Yeah. And they grew up together. So they were friends at one point. And there's clearly bad blood between them for some reason. Well... We when they meet at the restaurant, we kind of get a little bit of the background on right. them. So obvious, their their fathers were obviously in some in business together mm-hmm. at some point. Excuse me, sorry. Um, and from their conversation, mm-hmm. it sounded like Serkan's father is a lot more of a bulldog in business, mm-hmm. and somehow pushed Khan's father out or either put him out of business mm-hmm. or screwed him out of some sort of deal right something went sour though right and now Khan 
is out to get Sarkhan. Yeah. And um, basically avenge what happened, whatever happened to his dad or what he believes happened to his dad. Because right. all we know, because Sarkhan's a man of few words with that. You notice he, he is. He doesn't contradict, but he also doesn't agree right. with what Khan says. Like, your, your, your dad bankrupted my dad and now I'm going to bankrupt you. All Sarkhan really says is, oh, I see you're like your dad. You yeah. mix emotion and work. And work. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what exactly went down yeah. between their dads. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so Khan is on the phone talking to someone. We don't know yet. But mm-hmm. he's basically like, yeah, there's no way Sarkhan fell in love that quickly. He, he basically isn't capable of that. So find out what you can about this girl. Yeah. Because he smells... You know, he smells something off. Now, there are some theories going around about who he was talking to. um, Oh. On Twitter. And I didn't even think about that. There was one that was very interesting to me. Wait. Who do you you think it's going to be? Is it Engin? Well, okay. So I I feel like that's the obvious choice. So I feel like it's Pearl. That was my second. Mm -hmm. The second person that came to my mind. Because... They're like at one point in the episode when the team is working late and they're basically restructuring an entire plan. Yeah. She wants to like, um, she basically is like, why are we even doing this? Like she kind of negates it a little bit. Hmm. Um, but then there's other times too where she's concerned for Sarah Khan, like, why is he not being himself? You know, yeah, she's an interesting character. Yeah. I, there are times where it's like, I feel like she's on Sarah Khan's side. I mean, she works for him. She's a, she, from what I understand, she's partially a partner or has some type of stake in the firm. She's not just an employee. Yeah, she seems like some sort of boss or right. administration. But there were a few times because I had seen that theory on Twitter that mm-hmm. I was paying more attention to like things she was saying and doing. Uh-huh. That I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess she she could be secretly working against him. She could. Um, so I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. Because what was it? There was – um. Because there was at one point she basically was like, no, they need to stay all night and work. Yeah. You know, which seems for the company. Yeah. But then there was something else, and maybe it's in my notes when we get there, that I was kind of like, huh, that's weird. That could be something that someone who's spying for Khan mm. could do. And because of the fact that Sarah Khan initially asked Edda, did Khan send you in the first episode? So maybe there's been subterfuge in the past mm-hmm. and he's had to deal with moles in the company or that right. kind of those kind of issues yeah before. interesting yeah. okay so who do you guys I, think con was talking to i'm yeah. curious um anyway sorry so move on so um yeah so con it wants all the info on edda and so now sir con's parents are up in arms uh-huh. they're flipping out this is the first time we meet safi so I think he's going to be a fun character. I do too. Um, I feel like he's kind of like, I think he's going to be the comedic relief that JJ was Yeah. in EK. I mean, he's not JJ. I'm not trying to compare them yeah. in that sense. But I just feel like he's going to be that goofy, fun, comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, then basically the company is kind of trying to pick up the pieces after the whole situation. Right. You've got Engin, Pearl and uh Celine, Celine. Mm-hmm. and they're all kind of ta- having to talk to the media because right. of this but we have the head of the company that they're working with come up and he's not really bothered no he's actually kind of impressed yeah because he's like you don't see a you don't see a love like that being lived out anymore mm-hmm. um so 
rather than that PDA ruining their chances with him, yep. I think it sort of helped them. Yeah. Um. So that was good. Correct. But even after he says that and kind of walks away and is like, okay, you know, I'll, you know, we'll reach out. We'll talk to you guys later. The employees are still all freaked out just because they're like, this is so unlike Sarah Connor and it makes oh, yeah. no sense. Um, Celine, you know, there are times when I'm like, okay, you need to not even be concerning yourself with this because you supposedly are happy and with someone else and getting married to yeah. this guy. But then there's a part of me too that's like, okay, she's not necessarily a bad person. She's not necessarily the villain here. Right. And, you know, as as someone who was with him for a period of time mm-hmm. and never saw anything remotely like that. I uh, think they were together for a long right. time. In their relationship, you kind of can't blame her for being like, okay, what the heck is going on? Because yeah, who's it was never like this between us. Yeah. And like basically there was no inkling of marriage or any type of further commitment. Mm-hmm. And now this girl's come out of nowhere and he's engaged to her. Yeah, And, you know, your pride would take a hit even if you are happy with someone else. Yeah. So. And, and I think that it's easy to automatically paint her as the villain right. in the situation because you're like, get over it. Mm-hmm. You have a fiance, which – The fact that she has a fiancé makes things a little bit different Uh (laughs) because she should be more concerned with that. Right. But, again, it's not quite as black and white in matters of the heart. Yep. So we understand. So I'm... I'm trying to keep my mind open with her. Same. Even though I'm like, all right, she's creeping on social media. Mm -hmm. She's following them. Yeah. She's spying on Edda. So I'm like... Right. There are aspects of it where I get why she's feeling the way she does, but the things that she's executing because of those feelings are too far. It's too far. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, yeah, it doesn't necessarily make her a villain, so we won't villainize her yet. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Unless she's the mole and she's the one working with Khan since her fiance and him seem to be buddy-buddy too. Totally. So. Totally. A lot of things up in the air. So, um, the girls are still trying to find Edda, Uh um, and... Then, um, I fair I fair mm-hmm. has Edda's phone still because of the whole situation with Melo, and she uh, is it Duran Duran mm-hmm. calls Edda's phone and I fair answers, <laughs> and then basically she squeezes the truth out of them right because they happen to be just outside the nursery uh huh so she comes and sits down and it's Fifi who ends up saying like. Because things are awkward for a little bit. They're all mm-hmm. kind of stumbling over their words. And Fifi's basically like, listen, the whole world knows. So yeah, somebody needs to know. open their mouth and tell her what's going on. And that, Fifi, yes, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back at the office, everybody's gossiping. And Sarah Khan basically shows up and is like, I don't want any of you saying anything. Nope, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and then Celine comes to try to get the... 411 mm-hmm. and Sarkhan basically tells her none your business. Yeah. I lo- he's like, listen, if you have professional or business questions, I will gladly talk to you about mm-hmm. that. Yep. He is a master evader. Is that the word mm. I would be using? Uh-huh. Because I should have started keeping a tally of how many times he's asked a question. And he just doesn't answer. That he doesn't actually answer. Yeah. It happens a lot in this mm-hmm. episode. Kind of constantly. Oh, yeah. Well, and he even tells Edda... That he, he, he that he's like you're not gonna question me right I like, don't like why him. wouldn't I question you 
It's like, I don't like it's questions. Like, I don't like questions. Exactly. So which, he doesn't like being questioned. Yep. Which I feel like, though, make when he when there are times that he does answer questions mm-hmm. that she asks, it means something. Yes. Yeah. Because clearly he's very capable of being that stone wall. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, if he does not want to answer, he's not going he's to. He's not going to. So, yeah. Um, so later on that night, they go over the contract. Because she does show up at 8 p.m. She does. And she looks so cute. I love her little, like, those high mom jeans with it's the bodysuit. She's she's my latest girl crush. She is I'm like, gorgeous. why is she so pretty? She is beautiful. And her figure is perfect. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. I know. So if Karam doesn't fall in love with her. <laughs> Karam or Serkan? Karam. Oh, so you're talking about Karam and Hyundai. Listen, they're very cute together, okay? They are. And you know, I don't remember if we said this last episode, but it's very clear that they get along off yeah. screen too, which yeah. clearly I think says a lot about what it, you know what I mean? What they are able to portray well, on screen. Well, and our regular listeners know that we're not out of control no. with our shipping. No, we are not. We don't confuse characters with the actors and actresses so i'm just saying that they're very cute together and i mean i hope i i know that the news came out that hyundai broke up right her she and her boyfriend broke up very recently Mm -hmm. and you know hopefully she's just like taking some time to herself yeah absolutely she's okay because breakups suck but no matter what breakups suck yeah i mean we we touched on that in the biology episode like we did breakups just suck no matter what and how yep no matter how necessary they were no Mm -hmm. matter how much you saw it coming or didn't it Mm -hmm. they just suck all around yeah so hopefully you know she's all good yeah i'm just saying that they're very they look very good together (laughs) i agree and you know what it's totally okay to say that on here. We're not mm-hmm. tagging them and saying, hey, oh at gosh. Karem and Can at Hyundai, come listen to us ship you on our podcast. Um, <laughs> listen to us ship you. Listen to us uh-huh. thirst over every hot man that comes on the screen. <laughs> listen to us gush over how beautiful Hyundai is. <laughs> oh, man. As, as wonderful as it would be to interview them for the podcast, oh part of gosh. me is like, please don't ever listen. Yeah. I would be Except mortified. to this episode that we, <laughs> that you happen to be on, please. Yeah. Anyway, contract time. Right. So, so they lay the terms out. Yes. So it'll be for two months and, you know, it does kind of pushing every single thing. Right. Everything. This whole he, discussion. Yeah. Well, and I, and he does say. Because she basically is like, well, clearly this is to break up Celine and Ferret. Yes. Do you still have feelings for her type of thing? He doesn't really answer that. Uh-huh. He does, though, say, you know, unless they break up before then, then we can too. Yes. But no matter what, after two months, it's done. Yeah. Because either it's going to end in them getting married, them being Celine and uh, Ferret, uh-huh. or, you know, if it doesn't. So. Yep. And that's when they decide that she'll work as an assistant. Right. Because he says, in return, I'll pay for school. And she's like, no, I don't want your money. Yeah. And I don't need your money, which I respect completely. And he's like, yep. but he is all about like, well, no, because then we don't have equal balance in this. Like, Yeah, there needs to be something in it for you. Right. And so 
you know, and initially she's like, no, I messed this up. I'm the one who screwed up your reputation by right. walking up and kissing you. Right. So I want to fix it by I'll this. fix it and then we're done. We right. don't ever have to talk again. And he's like, no, because that's not – basically, I don't think he thinks it's balanced. Mm-hmm. So – her benefit then is like, fine, I want a job in your firm. Yeah. Because it's very difficult to get a job for him. Well, and he's all, he's all, do you know how hard it is to get a job here? You're not even a college graduate. And she's like, I'm not a college graduate because, because of, of you. you. Yep. <laughs> so then she goes to leave and that's when he relents. I love that she had the upper hand in this. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, okay, well, those are my terms. So if you don't want to give me a job, I'm out of here. Yep. And he has to tell her, wait. (laughs) Yep. So this I thought was really interesting because they sit down at the table Mm -hmm. and they each get to lay out their terms Mm -hmm. because at this point only he has laid out terms for this supposed contract. Very, very Sarkhan. So she says, I'll add one thing because he's like, anything else? Mm -hmm. She's like, I'll add one thing. You won't break me. You're such a cold, brutal man, but you won't break me. You won't hurt me inside. And he's kind of like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really liked that she said that. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel there's some sort of foreshadowing right. in her saying that. Right. Because of his personality, because mm-hmm. of they're obviously going to be butting heads quite a bit over mm-hmm. the next couple months. So I just thought that was an interesting piece of dialogue to right. have in there. Um, well, and she just knows that he clearly doesn't have an issue with doing things like that publicly. Right. With the way he's spoken to Layla, with, you know. Uh-huh. So I like that she's like, yeah, you're not going to do that to me. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so they each kind of go back and forth. The other thing I think is worth noting mm-hmm. is that she tells him um, on Saturdays, yeah. I'm not available to you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ask where I am. Yep. I'm not going to things that happen on a Saturday. You're not going to contact me. Right. So I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So something is significant with mm -hmm. Saturdays. And the other thing is she says, you won't touch me. Which I'm like, I was like, yes, give it to me. Yes. (laughs) You know what? This is when he says that comment. Not before, like I said. This is when she says, you won't touch me. Uh Uh-huh. I want oh, that in there without yeah, yeah, my permission. Yeah. And he's like, aren't I the one who should put that yes, in the contract? Yes, that's when he says it, not back in the <laughs> lobby. It's when he's like, uh, that should be my point of the contract, not so yours. funny. Yeah, but she's like, you won't hug me. You won't hold my hand. Mm-hmm. You will not touch me unless I specifically allow you to. Uh-huh. And he's like, fine, whatever. Yep. <laughs> so, and then the last article that they talk about, it's probably not the last article in the contract, mm-hmm. but is that she won't tell anybody. Yeah, no one, not even her best friends. Mm-hmm. Well, and initially he's like, my mom will know, except for my mom. And she's like, no, if I'm not allowed to tell anyone and I have to somehow convince my friends and aunt who know that I hate your guts, yes. that somehow now not only don't I, but I'm in love with you and engaged mm-hmm. to you, that then no, you don't get to just tell your mom. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, this was more for your good, but if that's how you want it, all right. Because right. he says like, she'll destroy you. And she yeah. says- nobody can destroy me Uh uh-huh i love how strong it does i do too so she's like fine whatever so she signs the contract she shoves it right in his chest Uh and then when she walks away he has this secret smirk Mm -hmm. that i was dying over i think he not only i think that was from 
I think he respects her, whether he's going to admit it or not. Uh-huh. I think he respected how firm she was. Because she pushes back. Mm-hmm. Nobody pushes back with him. No. Nope. She does. And so, yeah, I think he respects her even if he doesn't like it. Uh-huh. And, and then, of course, you know, how could he not? Like, there's just that attraction there, too, that yeah. they're both clearly denying. Yes. So, yeah. So, he, I was like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. you love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when, then Edda basically gets home. <laughs> Poor Eifer. <laughs> but, you know, props to her, too. I know. Because, you know what? This could have been such a, like, um... Well, Edda was bracing for the worst. Right. Right. Understandably. Right. And I love that we didn't get what was expected. Mm-hmm. N- just the freaking out and like, what do you think you're doing? Are you yes. out of your mind? What do you mean you're engaged to this guy? You exactly. hate him. Blah, blah. I mean, it's clearly taking every bit of restraint in her to not do that. <laughs> no, because she's, she's like, like, oh, okay. Wow. And she's like wow. whisking the eggs. Con- so, wow, really, congratulations. <laughs> well, and she's like, oh, and, um, you know, what about Jank? And she's like, well, we broke up. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, as those poor eggs are, like, probably turning into meringue at this point. Because oh, they're being whipped man. so hard. But, you know, props to her. And she basically winds up telling Edda, like, because Edda's like, don't you have anything else to say? And she's like, yeah. how did I raise you? Mm-hmm. I raised you to make your own decisions. I raised you to be a strong woman. Don't you remember? And she kind of tells a little story from when she was a kid. Like, it was freezing out. And all she wanted to wear to school was her, like, house her slippers. slippers. Yeah. And she's like, and what did I do? I let you because it was your decision. And, you know, yeah. I respect that. Because the fact of the matter is, Edda's not a kid. She's not. She's a 26-ish year old mm-hmm. adult. So... Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't actually answer when he asks how no, old she is. No, because he, she basically says, I'm sure you already know that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I, I loved that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, but Ifer wants to invite Sarkhan to for right. dinner. And she's like, I'll make I'll make all the, what was it? Mon, Mondi? Well, she Ma- says. Marden. Food, like food from, from Marden. Where they're from. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so then we switch over to. Safi, is that how we say his Safi. name? Safi. Safi. Mm-hmm. Safi shows up with a dossier. I love how that's the word they always use. I know. In in uh, DZs, basically saying your mom had me run a file on her, so yeah. I'm giving you a copy of the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So this is the same stuff your mom's looking at. Yeah. And Sarkon takes it. Safi's like, you know, can I leave now? I did my bidding, and so Sarkon sits down and starts to open it and look through the pictures and information and stuff. Meanwhile, we pan back and forth between that and then edda is on the roof of her house yes just sort of contemplating probably the huge turn her life just took and she's looking at the contract too oh and you're right and she's going over the contract Mm -hmm. and the song you guys i love this song so much before i even realized i think it's going to be a theme it's going to be a song we hear a lot Mm. because at first i couldn't identify it Mm -hmm. so i was like okay it must be something original like by the um Composer, is that the right word? Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a the, specific yeah. composer for... But basically the the guy in charge of music and soundtrack for the show. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what is this? It's so good. I love it so much. And I couldn't identify it. Well, Moran identified it last night. Mm-hmm. And it's called Masal Gibi. And specifically in parentheses, it says Eda and Serkan. So 
there's also another song called Masagi B from EK, which we know is the dream music. Yes. So I, I feel that. like this Masagi B is going to be their theme music and it's going to play during um, like pertinent and important scenes Mm -hmm. throughout the show and I and it was funny because I was like I already just love this song so much like I want it as a ringtone I want it on my playlist I want it yeah um it's not available yet I don't know if it ever will be but yeah it's really good you guys there is a um YouTube playlist of all the music that's played on the show so far Mm -hmm. um so we can link that the episode notes if you guys want to go listen to it on YouTube um but yeah, I just I just really love this song. So I love that it's playing while they're both um, kind of uh, mulling everything over. Mm-hmm. So then um, we fade into the next morning and she kind of has a bit of a friend intervention. She's getting things ready at the nursery before she goes to work for Sarah Khan on her first day. And her friends are kind of like, okay, Spill, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And, you know, she has to feed them this whole story. That basically convinces them that she really like fell for him quickly. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we just need to give a really good shout out to Melo because I know our girl is such a believer in true love and fairy tales. And she is. I just love that she like eats up the story, even though her other friends are being more logical and they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you hated this guy. Like, mm-hmm. you have a picture of him all scratched out in your room. Like, but Melo's like, yeah, but things happen. Like, there's a fine line between love and hate. And, you know, a lot of the same emotions are what drive both of those feelings. You know, I just love, I just love Melo's take on it. She's just such a breath of fresh air. Yes. <laughs> and, and a good balance. Um, because you need those friends who are more logical, who are like, no, this doesn't make sense. What the heck's going on? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you also need the friends who kind of like feed into the dream of things. Yeah. So I I just love it. They do bring up, you know, you know, I know you're not interested in his money because if you really needed money for school, you could just ask your grandmother. She's rich and could buy you a castle. Mm-hmm. And so we get a little bit of insight into some of Ada's family. Yes. But she also shuts that down and is like, don't ever bring up my grandmother. I don't want to talk about her. Mm-hmm. So clearly there's bad blood there. Yes. And she's not interested in anything her grandmother could or could not offer her. Yep. So I just said, interesting. I'm sure we'll hear more about that later. Totally. Then Zerkon pulls up. <laughs> And they're like, oh, look, he came here to see you. Da, da, da. Um, they're like, tell him we want to come say hi. We want to meet him. Like, And so she's like, OK, hang on a second. So she walks down to the car. And well, her mistake was getting in the car. She should have just like, I know. leaned she over the door. She should have just waited. Yeah. But, and said, hey, come on up here right. and meet my friends. Because he just drives he away. Just, yeah. She gets in the car and tells him that. And he just takes <laughs> off. <laughs> She's like, don't you ever say good morning? Uh-huh. Like, do you do you say hello to people? Right. Do you know what that is? Well, and she's like, and we're supposedly engaged. And my friends want to meet you. Yeah. Like, that's part of it. You're going to need to come meet them. And he kind of is like, okay, well. He's next- like, well, I didn't know. I'll yeah, do it next time. I will do it next time. <laughs> so she thinks they're going to work. And he's actually driving her to his house first because he's like, you know you need to know this house if we're going to be engaged you need to know it and people need to see that you know this house and that you're not like you're not a stranger here he does pull a flower out of her hair at one point while they're driving 
and it's obviously a very charged moment and then he, yeah. he goes to hand it back to her and she's like no you keep it i think you need it <laughs> so they get to his house she loves it because she's like you know it's this big huge gorgeous estate mm-hmm. and he's like um you know he's just being very like okay here's this here's that and she's just taking it all in and she's like this view is gorgeous oh my gosh you have horses can i go see them like yeah and he's like yeah maybe next time like he's kind of just squashing her like wanderlust i know he's just being such a stick in the mud yes he absolutely is and then he is like hey do you want some coffee and she's like yeah i'll take some coffee and then this is when they kind of start asking questions about each other mm-hmm. you know he yeah. initially asks about like her parents and she's like notice my aunt he asks what happened and she's like doesn't concern you <laughs> yeah and then he asks if she has siblings she says no she asks him if he has siblings he, he says no. hesitates and then says no like he kind of looks and is like he looks off to the side and then looks back at her and says no oh so maybe there's something there that's what i think interesting i mean i could be reading into it right but because I'm also going to say right here, um, when they talk about um, food and stuff, I don't remember how that comes up, but he basically says, like, oh, I don't eat fatty or high cholesterol food. Yeah. And she's like, ever? <laughs> and he's like, nope. Uh, well, because they're talking about dinner um, okay. with her aunt. Okay. And she's like, yeah, she'll make you Martin dishes mm-hmm. and... He's like, oh, well, I don't eat that stuff. Yeah. But, but this is something that comes up over this whole episode right. quite a few times. Yep. So, like, after they after she meets his mom, which is just a disaster, and she's, she's, she's like, fine, <laughs> we're not really engaged. <laughs> yeah, she can't handle it. She's like, because, of course, she just, like, Sarah Khan basically somewhat warned, like, mm-hmm. she goes on the attack. Yeah. She, well, she's not even talking to her. No, she's, she's talking pretending like she's not about there. her as though yeah. she's not there. And it is just sitting there like, is this woman serious? Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not going to sit here and like let someone talk like that about me. So, and yeah. And she's like looking at Sarah Khan. Are you going to say anything? Like, uh-huh. aren't you going to say something? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's just sitting uh-huh. back watching turd. the fire burn. And yeah, so finally she's she explains yep. to, his, to his mom. Fine. Here's the truth. We're not really engaged. It's just a just a pretend. Right. And then of course his mom gets all excited because she's like, Oh, are you still in love with Celine? And again, Sarah Khan doesn't answer. Yeah. Which makes me think like, I don't think you were ever in love with her. Which would make sense and it would track with his character. Right. Because he is so detached. He is very well a relationship is a contract. Right. So that would make sense that maybe he doesn't believe in love right or that's my best guess that he doesn't believe in love yeah which neither does fifi yeah she makes a comment earlier about that yep anyway so edda is scolding him when they're on their way right well i want to pause really quick though um because before she meets um his mom Mm. the dog comes around the corner oh yes and and he's like and starts barking and she's like oh like she it startles her just because he's barking but she doesn't like back away or freak out yeah and he's like listen he doesn't like strangers and before he can even finish that sentence the dog is like putty in her hands Uh which he's like clearly impressed by yes but doesn't say so Uh uh-huh and then she says what's his name and she says serious yes well funnily enough on july 2nd a week before the first episode even aired okay aisha tweeted about 
a a star constellation named Sirius. And so I'm just going to read what she tweeted. She said, "Uh, according to legend, he is the guardian of the door that opens between the earth and the sky and opens to the other world. The Egyptians arranged their calendar calendar not for the sun, but for the star of Sirius. And it is believed that the time when Sirius was not visible, the goddess Isis was pregnant. Okay. So, I mean, I don't... Clearly, she was already dropping us a breadcrumb before any of this came up because we didn't know the dog's name at that point or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's in keeping with the whole theme of stars and things like that in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wanted to note that. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Because I was like, oh, she tweeted this before even the first episode aired. Yeah. Um, Probably to see if anybody would make the connection, which, of course, people did. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Of course. Watching watching an Aisha DZ is like going on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so yeah, anyhow. so they're they're headed back to the car so they mm-hmm. can go to the office. And she Edda says something about have like I was gonna have a heart attack, mm-hmm. and he says he's immediately on edge, uh-huh. and he says, "Do you have problems with your heart?" And she's like, "No, I was being sarcastic." Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a saying. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was I was just stressed out. That's why I mm-hmm. said that. And he says, well, you're going to get a health checkup this week. So it's my... in the contract on top. Like, and he's like, oh. she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's in the contract. Anyone who's near me needs to be healthy. Okay. So, so should we dive into this theory right now? Sure. Okay. So my best guess is it's some sort of heart condition mm-hmm. I because he's coughing later on. Uh-huh. And after checking his, his coughing fit, he checks his pulse. So I'm thinking it's. I don't know if it is maybe a genetic disease Mm -hmm. where he has had issues in the past. That would also track with the healthy eating habits. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm assuming that he exercises regularly. Right. So that is, that's my guess. I agree. And I'm also wondering if he's like, oh, everybody around me needs to be healthy. If it also is somehow connected to his immune system. Immune system. If it's an autoimmune heart condition yep. um because totally. that would especially if he's on medication mm-hmm. he might be immunosuppressed right and he's gonna need people around him to not be ill yep so so yeah because i started right i wrote like in big letters health theory and then i wrote exhibit a the first time he says not about not eating fatty food yeah exhibit b when he Im- immediately gets concerned about whether or not she has heart issues yeah exhibit c she asks if he's afraid of disease and he mm-hmm. doesn't answer. Yeah. Well, she asks him if he is diseased too. Like, oh, are you sick? Oh. She asks him that, I think, three or four times this episode. Okay. So, well, see, and it's funny because the translations I watched, she was constantly asking him if he's a hypochondriac. Oh, so I wonder if she was actually asking him that or if she was asking him, yeah, my are you ill? said, are mm-hmm. you so, so what's wrong? Are you sick? Yeah. And she, okay, because of his food right. stuff. And she's like, so you're, you're, you must be sick, right? Yeah. Um. So the other thing too is, I realized later on. <clears throat> excuse me. Later on, at one point, his mom, I'm pretty sure, is an agoraphobe. Oh yeah. Because, because there's several times talking about. Yep. Everyone knows you can't leave the house. Exactly. So then. That would contribute to even maybe the genetic thing. Like sure. maybe she has a genetic predisposition and is afraid to go out and be around too many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, 
that doesn't really track with hosting an engagement party but there's well, some type of agoraphobia i don't think is a you can't be around other people they they just you just don't like to house. leave your house okay yeah. so that and then again it could track with maybe there was a sibling who died from sure. one of these illnesses which would explain what i viewed as his hesitation in answering about having a sibling or not yeah and why maybe he's so hell-bent mm-hmm. on um his lifestyle yeah because one if his brother died and he couldn't do anything about it, it explains a lot of his control issues. Yeah. Because that was something maybe he couldn't control. Yep. And now he's going to control every possible thing he can in his life. Mm-hmm. Or if the brother thing isn't, brother, sister thing isn't really a thing. If he was horribly ill in the past mm-hmm. and now it's like, well, I couldn't control that, but I, I'm going to control everything I can to keep it from happening again. It yeah. just, a lot of it would explain why he's such a control freak in so many areas it would also explain of his life why he lives with his parents oh yeah because they all live on the same estate because mm-hmm. it seems Edda, like maybe they live in separate houses but right it's all in one big yeah. area mm-hmm. and edda just straight up asks him yeah. she's like i'm gonna ask you something do you live with your parents and he doesn't answer <laughs> he doesn't answer <laughs> but mom was right there right so it would make sense. And and also maybe because of her condition, mm-hmm. he just stays, you know, on their estate. Close by. Uh-huh. So he can actually see her. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, Jaren and Melo, I think, is the next thing that comes Yeah. Up. Basically, Melo is sticking up for Edda again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I believe in fairy tales. Cause right. Jaren is like, none of this tracks. Mm-hmm. She's always hated him. Suddenly they we saw them interact the other day when she was yelling at him and now suddenly they're engaged and in love right and Milo was like well i believe in fairy tales yep. so i loved that i did too um and then so then ed sarah arrives at work together mm-hmm. uh peril is not a fan from the get-go she no. like shoots her looks the second they walk in the door yeah and that's when i wrote in parentheses secret villain question mark right <laughs> um and then Sarkon explains that Edda's going to be his assistant. Yeah. And Layla's like, oh, does that mean I can quit? <laughs> and he's like, no, you have to train her. Yeah. <laughs> and then we this is when we also find out that the eco-friendly hotel they've had planned, which I assume is for that client from the press conference who was like, I was so impressed by your love that you share. I think it's supposed to be for him yes. and his company. But we find out that it was intercepted by Khan, which this was something I had specifically asked Miriam about. Because mm. I was like, okay, I get the gist of this meeting when Denise and – or Denise, that was her name on EK. Sorry. Pearl and Angan are explaining to him like, oh, yeah, something's changed with that. And he's like, what the heck do you mean? Basically, they say, well, you know, the plan was to build this eco-friendly hotel where it's two plots of land. One is the hotel. One is – basically farmland so Mm -hmm. that the hotel is kind of self-sustaining as far as the food and things like that yes so basically what happened was con bought the farmland right i didn't from again maybe if i had watched on turk flip that would have been more clear translations were better (laughs) so poor miriam i probably was like should have just watched different translations i wouldn't have had to ask her for all this clarification um but yeah, so basically he bought the farmland because he knew it would throw a wrench in their plans. Because even though technically they still have the land to build the hotel, right? It can't be the eco-friendly exactly hotel it can't that they be agreed classified on. Classified under the ecological 
vein. Right. Yeah. So Sarah Khan's pissed. Yeah. He immediately calls Khan and says, let's meet at the restaurant, which mm-hmm. makes me think this is something that they do somewhat regularly. They must. Um, Which was interesting. And then we kind of touched on what happened here earlier when basically Khan is like, well, I'm going to bankrupt you. And Sarah Khan's like, yeah, good luck with that. That's not going to happen. Right. We get the background on kind of the bad blood between their dads. And although we get Khan's side, we're not really sure exactly what went down. Yeah. So um, then Sarah Khan calls Edda for a meeting to basically tell her she doesn't have to work the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But, of course, she argues. <laughs> and I love that moment when they walk in and she just sits down at the table and he's like, I didn't say sit. And she's like, well, I sat. <laughs> I know. I love that. Um, but he ends up giving her a credit card to – he's like, you need to go buy a ring. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, well, what's the limit? And he's like – trust me he's all arrogant he's uh-huh. like trust me you won't be disgraced and she's like oh pardon i should have I sh- known it's <laughs> i didn't ask the right question right of course there's no of course limit. there's no limit on this card so she goes and she gets the tiniest ring you could possibly imagine Which i freaking love so much me too it's such a power move mm-hmm. like which it it doesn't seem like it should be because it's you're just buying a little chintzy ring. Uh-huh. So it should be the opposite of a power move. Right. But I feel like it says so much more because what she could have done was like, oh, there's no limit. I'm going to go spend all his freaking money yep. then. Which also would have been a power move in a sense. This one just packs a different punch because it's basically saying like, yeah, your money and all this stuff you have means nothing to exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. And I love it. I love it so much. Yep. So, um... Sarah Khan's mom is basically, she wants to get a hold of what's happening with the media. Right. And to kind of get a grip on that situation. Right. Meanwhile, at the office, mm-hmm. Sarah Khan goes up and he happens to <sighs> be looking at the office where she and Layla. Swoon number one. This is my swoon number one. <laughs> where she and Layla are going to be working. And he immediately remembers Mm -hmm. that she has claustrophobia which i think that his experience with his mom being agoraphobic Mm -hmm. and having the that issue herself Mm -hmm. i think he's automatically going to be more empathetic to edda having this claustrophobia because not everybody is going to be like oh are you are you okay? Right. You know, how can I help you deal with this? Some people might not be so sympathetic. But- or even notice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they first, when Layla first brings her up there and is like, this is where we work. She she didn't think anything of it when Edda was like, mm, can we work somewhere else? Like, yeah. clearly well, she was she doing it. She notices she was, she was like, oh, are you okay? Because mm-hmm. she notices there was some kind of thing Weirdness. happening there. Yeah. yeah. But Layla didn't really push. Right. So Sarkhan sees this office mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, and we need to immediately get rid of this wall and put it put in a window. <laughs> I love it. And Engen's like, "Wait, what? Why are we? What in the world? Why are you doing that?" And he's like, "We're an architecture firm. Aren't we capable of knocking a wall down? Don't question me. Like, yeah. get it started. He's like, do it immediately." Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you hate her so uh-huh. much. <laughs> I love. It. I was like, yeah, this was my first swoon number one moment of this yep. episode. Um, I do love that when Ada's on her way back, she's like, hmm, I still have this credit card. And she buys out all those magazines with their with their photo on the yes. front just to throw them in the trash. Yep. 
Anyhow. So good. Um, then she has some car trouble. Yeah. So this is the dun-dun-dun-dun. Yep. So Khan is going to start working his wiles here in this situation and because he happens to see her. So do you think he just happened to be passing by at that moment? Because that's what I thought because I thought he obviously couldn't just plan car trouble for her. Yeah. But it also was like my how coincidental that he happened to notice someone across the way having car trouble and then it just so happened to be her. Well, yeah. I do think it's a coincidence. Oh, so do I. By. There are people who don't. That's why it was just oh, like. Oh, yeah. I but, mean, he was coming from his meeting with Serkan. Yeah. So it makes sense. But he obviously knows who she is. Right. So that's the only reason he stopped. Right. <laughs> so I don't think that was a coincidence. He wasn't just helping some girl. Okay, see. I think he recognized her. Okay, so you think he recognized her. Because I thought, man, their car was kind of far away, like when he first notices. So part of me was like, he probably, he remember he had somebody do research on her? Oh. He probably saw exactly what kind of car she okay. drives. He's seen her in the media. Yep. He probably got plenty of pictures of her. You're right. So to me, he clearly knew that's who that was. Okay. The car problems just happened to work in his favor. Right. Okay. Because he's like, oh, I'm going to be the nice hero who comes to the rescue. Right. Hey, buddy, Edda. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. I'm Khan. And of course, she's like, oh, awesome. Thank you so much. He helped me with my car. Right. We own a florist shop. Why don't I send him some flowers as right. a thank you? No big deal. Yeah. So because I don't he... think it was a coincidence okay. on his part. Because I do he... think the car problems were a coincidence. Okay. Though. That makes that makes sense. Um, This just bugs me because he hands her his business card. And I feel like this creates a plot hole later. Because what business card would someone hand you that doesn't have a last name on it? Well, but she says later on that she was distracted and she didn't even pay attention to his last name. Oh, okay. Because when after that, after everything goes down, when right. Khan comes to the florist to thank say her. thank you, mm-hmm. um, and Sir Khan is there, and Edda, he's like, "Wow, how did you meet him?" Mm-hmm. And Edda explains. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, basically, oh, crap. I didn't realize. Okay. Now I've invited your enemy to our engagement party. Okay. Okay. When I he gave me his card and I didn't even glance at it. I just sent a picture to my aunt. That makes more. Okay. Again, the translations. Okay. Because they were just a lot more um, loose in mine. Okay. And so I was like, what the heck? He Like, there's no way his business card didn't have his last name. And that doesn't really get acknowledged in my translation. Okay. Just okay. like, oh, I didn't realize he was the same con. And it was like, well, what do you mean? How did, did you think two different people had the exact same name? So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um. So uh, then she's back at work. Yeah. And... That's when her aunt officially calls to let her know, like, I'm making dinner, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It'll be tonight. And then they wind up, um, the client guy, I can't think of his name. I can't either. But he shows up to chat with them. And at this point, Sarah Khan knows that he's scheduled to be on a flight somewhere that has something to do with Khan. And so Sarah Khan is like, okay, we need to do everything to keep him from getting on that flight because he's going to be pressured by Khan's people and then right. we're going to completely lose this client. Mm-hmm. So as they're all together, Sarah Khan basically is like, oh, we're having an engagement party tomorrow night and we'd love for you to be a part of it because he plays on the fact that this guy is admiring the love they share and how yes. it reminds him of what he shared with his wife and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And 
of so course luckily edda just goes with it well yes because she and she's confused but she goes with it in front of him but then immediately they kind of go into the office yeah <laughs> and she's like yelling like what the heck are you talking about what's this engagement party blah 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 yeah and he looks there and he's like don't yell at me yes <laughs> He's he's all you won't shout at me again, and she's like, then act like a human. Uh huh. Because she says, "Do you think I'm your toy?" And he's like, "Yes." And she's like, "No." Oh my gosh! Like that's not. Terrible. And they kind of share, and they share an intense staring moment. Oh my! Because gosh. she's not going to back down. He's not going to back down. And this is the first time he answers a question because she flat out had asked like why this engagement party and yeah. he was like She's it's like, for work why it doesn't tomorrow matter. night right you, you at least need to ha- need to have the decency to tell me why i have to be there yep and he says okay it's for work because he was scheduled to be on a flight that could end up in us losing the client yeah. so i needed something that would keep him and would make him basically reschedule his flight. And exactly. she, then she says, okay. Yes. And then she's fine with it. Yeah. Because it's part of the game. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, that moment between them when they're in there in each other's faces, mm-hmm. like screaming at each other. Uh-huh. And then he looks down at her lips. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. So good. Woo. I said, OMG, these fiery moments. Fire yes. in my pants. I know. <laughs> um. Then we get the ring reveal. Oh, my gosh. And he, well, she hands it to him. He's so bonnet. Like, what the heck is this? And she's like, he rolls his eyes at it because it's this tiny little thing. And he's like, come with me again, bossy alpha. Now, when they were outside all chatting as employees and Sarah Khan basically had told, kind of sent Angan on and like, get, uh, after the engagement party thing, like, okay, start setting things into motion, blah, yeah. blah, blah. We need to start working on a new plan, basically, uh-huh. um, to present to him. And he's being all bossy. It's funny because Angan kind of tells a story. And I was like, what is this story? Because um, he talks about, like, remember when we when we shared a room in London? So I was like, okay, maybe, like... I- yeah, I didn't – my translations weren't great with that either. So, I was like, okay, I don't really get this story because Edda is laughing. Yes, and so I asked Miriam, and basically what Angan did was he said, remember when we first met at our dorm room in London? I knew right then I didn't want you to be my roommate and I didn't like you, but I didn't say anything. He's like, so basically it's all my fault for everything that's happening right now because if I had just like like basically requested a, a, a roommate, roommate transfer, then – then I wouldn't have had to deal with you for all these years. <laughs> and so that's when Edda says, oh, I like Engen. Words just flow from his mouth like honey. That is so funny. <laughs> oh, man. So then we get some wonderful ring shopping in a very, very fancy mm-hmm. jeweler's place. Mm-hmm. They, they I said go it, through this like electric sliding door. Uh-huh. and said it's engagement ring, bougie upgrade edition. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, uh, so the guy basically brings in all these mm-hmm. rings, and Zircon is like, "Pick one," uh-huh. and, she, and she refuses. Yeah, she's, and she ends up kind of apologizing to the jeweler. Right, she's like, "I'm really sorry. Please don't be offended. Mm-hmm. The rings are beautiful. They're just too, too big, big and for too my much taste. for me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Wow, Zircon Bay, you lucked." <laughs> Uh huh. Well, and I love it because he says, you know, we have something that would be probably be more tasteful for you, mm-hmm. and basically, there just is 
glamorous or whatever you want to call it. Right. But they're more subtle in their glamour. Yes. And he's like, and he brings a much smaller selection over to Sarakon. And because these are even rarer. Yes. More rare. Rarer. Rarer. I think it's still, uh, I think that's a word. Okay. <laughs> you know, basically says these come from like a very specific jeweler. We had very specific jewels that he cut for this. Like that the, basically these are even more exclusive than what he was just showing them. Yeah. And Edda at that point is like, well, if you're so picky about it, you pick it out. Yes. And he does. He does. And he picks out this pretty pink flower ring. Well, it's it's funny because right before that, they have a moment where he's like, why are you so stubborn? And he's really irritated uh-huh. with her, which I was like, you know, pot kettle and all that. Right. Um, but, you know, they have all these um, contentious moments mm-hmm. between the two of them. And then he looks at this at the rings that are available as it does like. I'm really sorry. Please don't be offended. Right. And he sees a ring mm-hmm. and the jeweler's like, oh, it looks like he he chose one. Let's see what you chose. And he brings it over to Edda and he puts it on her and she sees that it's a flower. Mm-hmm. And so she... he's not so immune, you nope. guys. And he, I love it too, because neither is she. Because uh-huh. after the jeweler's like, okay, I'll, I'll wrap it up for you. I'll get it packaged. She looks at Sarah Khan and she says, it's very big, but it is very beautiful. And then she says, but then because she has to come back to herself and her mm-hmm. senses, she says, write it in the contract. I'll make sure I give it back to yeah. you. So I'm kind of like, I feel like he's going to tell her to keep it at the end of oh, all this. Oh, totally. Gonna, because, of course, I feel like whenever this comes to a head, he's going to realize, maybe still be in a little bit of denial, but realize, oh, shoot, I caught real feelings. Yep. And then it's going to be like, no, keep it. Please keep it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, then she turns away and we have another little secret look of Mm -hmm. him staring after her as she's admiring the ring. I love it. So. So then he basically calls his mom and is like, oh, by the way, I need an engagement party. Not just like tomorrow. I need it tomorrow. (laughs) So set that up. Set that up. (laughs) Goodbye. Thanks, mom. Bye. Goodbye. And then he says to Edna. It's my lunchtime right now. Let's go eat. <laughs> and she says, oh, well, I'm really hungry, too. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So then they go oh. to lunch, and it's in this nice place. And you can tell this is, like, an exclusive area of the restaurant. Like a private room. Because she basically says, why aren't we eating with other people? And he's like, I don't like people. <laughs> Same Sarkhan. And I was like, that is so relatable. But she's like loving the view. As soon as they sit down, she's like staring out the window, Mm -hmm. loving the view. And he's immediately on his phone. And she's like, you don't even appreciate the view you have here. Yeah. And he's like, I have it memorized. I eat here all the time. And she's She's like, how could you possibly have it memorized? You can't memorize a view. There's different ships in the harbor. And he's like, so he's like, fine. And he looks, he's all, oh, well, they've erected more buildings. (laughs) Mine just said there's more steel. <laughs> I figured that's what it meant, but oh, that's I just funny. thought it was funny. Oh, <sighs> Anyhow, so did you notice too she puts a spoonful of pasta on his plate? No. From her plate? <laughs> she like. Well, and he's judging her for how she's eating too. Well, yeah, he's but. Like, Do you always eat like this? So she puts that on his plate and he's like looks at her and then she's like i just wanted to and then that's when he says do you always eat like this and she's like yes do you always eat like this oh and, so funny oh man two 
funny. But then he explains the hotel project, which I thought was another big piece. You know, he's giving some info to her. Absolutely. Because she was questioning a bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. which, again, he could have just been like, it's in the contract. Stop asking me questions. Yeah. But he does acquiesce. Would that be a correct usage of that? Acquiesces. And explains the whole issue, which she actually finds interesting. Yes. And he then brings up Khan about a vile man named Khan who basically threw a wrench in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and at this point he's done. So he's like, let's go. Even though their lunch is like barely touched. But then enter Celine and Ferret because it's awkward. And they're like, well, let's just sit and chat and get to know one another. Let's oh have lunch gosh. together. Ferret is like a puppy dog. I know. And a very clueless one. Very clueless. Did you notice, though, when Celine is like, oh, you have a beautiful ring to um, Edda? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, in my translation, he pulls and he's like, well, honey, yours is more beautiful. He does. Okay, he does yeah. say that. Yeah. I thought that was sweet because I was like, well, you should think that. Like, it's nothing against Edda's ring, but just like, yeah. And yeah, yeah you, you should, should think that your, too, Celine. You should love your own ring uh-huh. more than other people's rings. Right. It's your ring. Yes. So then I said, we have awkward double date time. Yeah. And they're making stuff up They're just how they met. And I love it because Edda's being like so extra. And she's like, <laughs> well, he insisted we make it official. I just said our connection was enough. But he said we needed to get married. And if I didn't, he insisted on a ring. Otherwise, he's going to tattoo his name on me. Like it, all, where Celine's like, obviously knowing this is nothing Sercon would ever do. And so she's kind of like, oh, really? Yeah. And then I like the like. Apparently, he's not someone who enjoys talking on the phone either. Right. Because when she mentions how he was calling her all the time when he was constantly. in London constantly. And we she's like, on the phone 24 hours a day. Uh-huh. And <laughs> she's like, oh, really? And Sarkhan's like, I guess there's just. And you can tell he's like forcing this out of him. He's like, there was there's just something original about her, you, dear. And I like basically time on the phone is no matter with you yeah he's like he's like it's because you're the only one in the world and then she just so original makes up that story too about how he sent a limo to pick her up and flew her to london because he missed (laughs) Missed her her so so much much. (laughs) and then you know what was funny they wind up bringing the hotel thing come gets brought up of course because he's like oh yeah like you're what happened like well your buddy con like basically Uh the ferry um and did you again maybe your translation was better i asked Miriam for clarification on this mm-hmm. but ada basically like made a sarcastic comment about so uh, yeah i it didn't read as sarcastic okay. so you can explain that so basically she was like after the problem was explained, like, now we don't have the land for the farming, blah, blah, blah. Right. She basically is like, well, knowing you, you're going to try to fit the farm inside the hotel. Okay. Which actually strikes the idea for him. Yes. To That's do what that. we should do. Yep. We're going to make all these terraces with yep. gardens and trees. Yep. Yeah. So okay. I said, snark queen. I love it. Well, because <laughs> after she says that, he... he- you can see his eyes light up a little bit mm-hmm. and then he grabs her knee and he's like you are just so so wonderful uh-huh. and she's like thank you i love you so much and she's like get your hand off of me and they have this whole tussle with their hands and then fairy is like hey guys this is a family restaurant <laughs> 
He's like, sorry, I guess sometimes we just forget where we are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then it's but like. Here's the here's one thing. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, hey, we should really get going. And he grabs her hand mm-hmm. to walk out. Her hand is, her fingers are straight out. She's not curling her hand around his hand. Oh. And guess who sees that? Celine. Celine sees it. So she already, her Right, her spidey are senses are up. Mm-hmm. Yep. tingling. But she definitely saw that happen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And she's that's just going to cause her to keep digging now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Edda good. was being very obvious about yeah. that. Yeah. Good so. catch. I mean, I saw that with Edda. I, it didn't occur to me that Celine actually saw it. Yeah. So, oh, this is where I wrote maybe Peril is a secret villain because she is about to cancel the brainstorm session. Oh. Like, why are we even doing this? We can't take on this job. It's impossible. Okay. Where it's and like. And then Serkan and Edda come back. and Yep. Okay. And he says, well, Edda had a beautiful idea Mm -hmm. and we're gonna build terraces and have gardens outside of each hotel room so guests can literally like harvest their own food yeah yada yada okay bravo edda Mm -hmm. engen loves that idea Mm -hmm. but now they have to actually create blueprints and plans for this right so they all get to work so it's like an all-night session and even when pearl's like oh edda where were you educated like Mm. anyways (laughs) just bugged me and then i said swoon number two though because now they're all like knee deep in brainstorming stuff work montage is happening and she i know a company where like work is happening i know not just (laughs) spontaneously uh or sporadically (laughs) so i loved it because while he's so focused on what he's doing Mm -hmm. she sets a pot of jasmine i'm assuming it's jasmine tea that was my assumption too in a cup and walks away without saying anything Uh and she sits down at her desk and then he looks over and then like does a double take mm-hmm. and sees that she brought him jasmine tea which yeah. he then pours himself a cup of and, and then i was he's like very <gasps> distracted uh-huh. when Engin starts to talk to him but yeah basically they're um oh and then she gets a phone call from ifair mm-hmm. and like, ifair strong arms her into going uh-huh she's like Oh, you're not. You can't make it. Okay, I'll come to you. Uh huh. And Edda's like, uh, nope. We'll be we'll right be there. there. Yep. <laughs> so they have this moment where she comes in, and Perot is there, mm-hmm. Engin is there, uh, Layla is there. That other guy is there. I keep forgetting his name. Yeah, he's like Engin's assistant or something. Yes. Yeah. And Edda basically forces him into going. Right. Well, she, first of all, she has to say his name like three times, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Afenda." Like. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, what? Uh-huh. And she's like, dear, we have dinner with my aunt. And he's like, I told you to cancel that. And she's like, well, I didn't and we can't. Uh-huh. Like, we need to go. And he basically is like, well, did you tell her we have work? And she's like, you can come back to work after. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We'll just go get some coffee with her and then we'll be right back. And he and he goes. And then when he gets up, those employees are all like, their, their jaws are on the floor. are priceless and then i was with engin that i just was cracking up uh-huh. he's, <laughs> he's like this boy like... is whipped and i love that layla's like i'm gonna start being more firm too like <laughs> oh so good but then they get outside mm-hmm. and he's like if you do that again what you did in there Ooh. you won't be back in this office and and she's like, oh, sorry, what? Are you firing me? Yeah, you're going to fire your fiance? fiance? Uh-huh. 
He's like, don't push my patience. And she says, you know what's so funny about this? You're such a brutal man that even a person who fired me wouldn't be surprised. And he's like, a woman who was actually engaged to me wouldn't have such an unfortunate trait as wouldn't wouldn't have such an unfortunate trait. She would be smart enough to call me out of the room and talk to me alone. Which, you know, he has a point. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't have to do it in front of everybody. Right. She could have just said, I need to talk to you. But he basically calls her stupid for doing that. Yeah. And so she gets upset. Right. And she's like, well, sorry, I can't meet your criteria. Right. And, and then you can tell he feels a little bad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say sorry, of course. Mm-hmm. His version of I'm sorry is what's your aunt's address? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so they get there. They show up. Uh, I love it because I didn't catch this the first two times I watched this episode but you know after she tells him to smile when the aunt goes to get dinner because she's like we're engaged you need to smile not because yeah. he's kind of like you know nice to meet you blah 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 mm-hmm. when her aunt comes back she's like remember you know um Taze, like we can't stay yeah we have work and Sarah Khan's like you know I could have some salad mm-hmm. he's making an effort yeah which I super appreciate and i was like well that's sweet like because he could have just said like yeah we only have time for coffee right you know it even gave him an out because she already said it yeah and he's like i can have some salad so i liked that and then they basically try to explain away this quick engagement you know it's awkward it's this it's that but then (laughs) because he's like i guess i was just struck by lightning or like love for her when she put those handcuffs on me and And i first like what (laughs) what handcuffs and and that's like uh and he's so, like i he's love like, it yeah honey tell her well especially because he's like i thought you said you tell your aunt everything uh-huh and so i was like yeah tell me about these handcuffs and then ada just <laughs> she, passes, she out. passes out and again uh exhibit what ed are we on now because he immediately gets concerned, like, what the heck just happened? And she's like, oh, don't worry. She has a sleep disease where when she gets stressed out, she just passes out. She'll wake up in a few and minutes. And I was like, okay, so Edda has narcolepsy, uh-huh. I guess. And so but he, Sarah Khan is like, shouldn't we take her to a hospital? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll go get her some lemon water. I'll be right back. <laughs> and she'll be awake. But he's like, Edda, Edda. And he's like he's tapping like, on her head. this isn't funny. Are uh-huh. you kidding me right now? There's no such disease. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh the gosh. girls are yes. all spying on them. <laughs> he catches them because the flash goes off on Milo's camera. Milo has to take a picture. So she's all, she's all, look, guys, we're, we're witnessing a really romantic moment <laughs> between them. <laughs> and it's totally not. But then just as the girls all walk up, she comes out of her daze, haze, fainting spell, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. And it's funny because when she does, he realizes like, Oh, that was, was real? real? Yeah, because she's like, oh, crap, did I fall asleep uh-huh. again? <laughs> and so he winds up inviting all of them to the engagement party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love it because Ifair sends all the girls inside to get dessert prepped. Yes. So that it's real talk time with Sarah Khan. And yes. I put, we stand a protective aunt because she's like, listen. I really like her. I love her. She's like. I raised her to be her own woman. Mm -hmm. She's independent. I am not telling her what she can and can't do. Mm -hmm. But I do know her and she is not the kind of person to make a rash decision like this. Yep. 
and you know basically just lays it out for him like if you do anything to hurt her if you harm her if any of this like she says she her her childhood was full of trauma yes so you need to be aware that basically if you hurt her I'm coming to come after you. Yep. Yep. And I love it because he's like, well, what happened? And she's like, that's for her to tell you Mm -hmm. if she wants to. Yep. Which I love. Um, Meanwhile, inside, it's like friend intervention take two. They're like, you're growing distant from us. You're not really telling us what's Mm -hmm. going on. Things don't add up. But I said, I love Melo's hopeful heart because she's just like, but they fell in love and it's this and it's, I think this is when she talks about a fine line between love and hate. Yeah. All this stuff. And I was just like, we all need a little more Melo in us. Yeah. And then Jaren is like, tells her, you know that no matter what, we stand behind you. Right. We're with you as your friends. But then Fifi says, just so you know, I don't buy it. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Love it. Fifi is wise to the mm-hmm. situation and Edda, real- Edda realizes it. And so she's got to be aware yep. of this friend. Yep. So then back at the table, as, they're, as they walk back to um, – where her aunt and Sarah Connor, mm-hmm. they're in the middle of a, of discussing Marden, and that's where she grew up. And he's like, well, if you ever go back there, visit da, Mar- da, da. Mardine Castle. Yeah. And she's like, we're not going back there. Yeah. And she shuts down that conversation. Yep. So clearly there's hurt and trauma where she's from. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's where, where her grandparents fam- are. Right. Yep. Maybe the castle he's referring to actually belongs to her grandma. Maybe it does. Maybe <laughs> um, it does. So either way, she shuts it down, and she's like, well, it's time to go back to work don't you need to go and he's like yeah i guess i do and <laughs> i fair i fair is like well aren't you gonna give him a tour of the house as you walk him out and she's like uh-huh let's go <laughs> and so they first walk in and they see this quote collection did you see moran's post about this too that clarified it this morning i didn't but i i saw that you had tweeted re- yeah i retweeted think i did something i retweeted from, from what she Aisha. yeah um so basically, because at first I was kind of like bumper sticker sayings, like that's kind of what I took it as, because that's what it would have oh, been that here. Makes sense. Okay. But it's kind of like that, but in Turkey, like bigger vehicles and stuff will have like inspirational quotes on them. Okay. Like painted on their bumpers, that kind of a thing. Okay. It's like a thing. Okay. So she, when she reads those and finds one she likes, basically collects them. Okay. So that's what that was. Um. That makes sense. Yeah. So then um he sees the destroyed photo of himself. he sees the destroyed fo- as they're <laughs> on their way up to the top terrace um yeah he walks by her room and is like oh i see like that must mean you really love uh sarkhan bolat huh? she's like oh yeah i'm his biggest fan <laughs> and they go up on the terrace and i like it because he tells her that the house is like her very yeah. original mm-hmm. so that's the second time he's called her original and i said we have a moment and they break the eye contact rule again Yes. Because they're not supposed to have prolonged eye contact, according <laughs> to the contract. And she thanks him for putting her aunt at ease and yeah. all that stuff. And he basically is like, well, remember, it's all just part of the game. Yep. And she's like, yeah. She's I, like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So finally, um, back at work, they send everybody home. They're like, everybody needs to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have more evening ponderings that night as they're thinking about each other in mm-hmm. their separate homes. And he's kind of just working, and they both see a shooting star. Um, so next morning, Serkan uh, sees the party prep, and mom is getting things ready. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Listen, you got to go talk to your dad because he heard you were engaged and was losing his mind. Mm-hmm. So you need to talk to him." So Baba is not happy, 
And he basically accuses Sarkhan of risking his future mm-hmm. with this whole situation. And they are going to keep it a secret from Baba that this is fake. Right. Yeah. He's made that clear. Like, you're the only one to know. So, yeah. Dad's not in on the secret. It's a fruitless conversation. They clearly butt heads. They don't see eye to eye on anything. And yeah. Basically, and they do business very differently. Right. So, Sarkhan's basically like, okay, good talk. See you later. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I just wrote down, like, the fact that they both saw Shooting Star. I tried to see if there was supposed to be anything about two people seeing the same Shooting Star at the mm-hmm. same time. I didn't find anything. Okay. But other than the whole, like, you know, wish upon a shooting star. Right. It is supposed to be an indicator when you see one that there are big changes coming mm. in your life. Wow. Um, and then, so, meanwhile, Ed is doing morning work at the nursery before she gets ready to go yes. over. She's arranging pink, pink tulips, which I thought was interesting because her voiceover is just talking about all these, like, crazy things that are happening in her life that she's yeah, unsure of. Yeah, her life is of. totally changing now. Right. Yeah. Not anything she expected mm-hmm. that she's concerned. Like, she doesn't really know, kind of doesn't really know what she's doing. Yeah. And it's funny because pink tulips, they their meaning is the exact opposite of that. It's like happiness and confidence. and Okay. Um, so I just thought, I don't know if that was on purpose, that it was like she's arranging flowers that are, that represent something, the exact opposite of what she's like feeling and oh, dealing with at the moment. Okay. I'm sure not every single time a flower appears, it's going to mean something specific. Sure. But because it was like this whole, that was basically the entire arrangement was these pink tulips. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to look those up. I'm curious if that Hmm. means anything. So uh, then he shows up to pick her up. And that's when the whole con thing happens, which you kind of touched on. Like he he shows up. His coughing fit at that moment. Yep. Um, So yeah, con stirs up trouble. And then now he's going to be invited to the party right did you notice too when he's like you had car trouble why didn't you call me yes and i was like oh jealous much are we sarkhan <laughs> he's mm-hmm. so mad mm-hmm. i love it and she's like well i didn't call him either he just happened to see that yeah, I, I didn't was call stranded anyone. yeah um but yeah so then like i said we have exhibit d with his health yes. the pulse checking something something is up and i'm yeah. very interested to find out what it is mm-hmm so they're back at Serkan's estate. The whole team is there mm-hmm. to get the presentation ready. Mm-hmm. And they're able to get everything taken care of. Yep. We see another little work montage. Serkan okay. is clearly watching Ed. Yes, work. I was going to say, he really gets to see her talent come through. Uh-huh. And you can tell that he's impressed because even Angan, when they finish, is like, this is even better than before. Mm-hmm. And again, Pearl's like, Oh, better than the plan we worked so hard on. It's like, girl, yeah, kick it down a few notches. Yeah. So, yeah, and I and then Ada congratulates Sarkon like, congratulations, you did great. Like, and he's like, well, our company's used to dealing with crises, and she's like, well, yeah, you seem to be the cause of most of these crises. <laughs> and he says, she's like, you cause chaos, and he says, I love chaos. Uh-huh. It makes someone have to think smarter. Yep. So it's like, okay, which I mean, I think we could have said he loves chaos even before he stated it, but yeah, it's clear. But I just liked that little um, moment between them. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever. Like, can't take the compliment. Yeah. And then the girls end up having a little outfit crisis and she yeah. FaceTimes them and basically says, you're going to be beautiful no matter what. I just want you here with me. Yes. It's a cute little moment. Yeah. There's also a moment uh, before then where Safi asks Eda, or Eda basically offers to help right. with the decorations, mm-hmm. and she chooses how it's going to look because uh, Sarah Khan's mom was busy. MIA. Yeah. yeah. So 
But she's not going to be happy because she's like, what is this, a country a country party? <laughs> I love that Safi clearly loves Ada because he's mm-hmm. like, well, it actually makes sense considering like it's in the country. It's in the country. <laughs> like we're in the country. What she's choosing goes with this. Yeah. I love I love that he kind of gave her a little bit of that. He well, bit back a little. Yeah. And now they're out of time. So right. she doesn't have a yeah, choice. So get over it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. then you now guys. It's the well, best scene ever. Not yet. First, we get to watch him dress. Again, I said, the best <laughs> scene ever. <laughs> I said what I said, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, Kristen, we're not <laughs> passing over this. But clearly, we're on the same page. Because why is a man <sighs> dressing up and getting dressed into a suit? Right. Why oh. was that too much for my heart? I don't know. It's like it, my blood pressure is listen, going up right The now. entirety of the rest of this episode is too much for every it's part of much. me. It's too much. Yeah. It In he's, the best way. He's like pulling up his tie and I'm like, oh. Yeah. What is it about Lord, tightening a tie? My ovaries. Uh-huh. <laughs> They are incinerated. They're useless now. And then the cufflinks. I'm like, he's not doing anything. He's literally just getting ready. So I was like, turn up the uh air conditioning, uh please. So then he finishes doing that. Oh, also, uh I did notice Mm -hmm. he wears bracelets. So I don't know if that's going to come around to mean anything. Like, are they but medical bracelets? They or, they look like they're like made those... out of stones. Like stone, oh, like amber stone or something? Beads. Okay. So it the camera just, they were there. Okay. And I don't. You just would like to acknowledge like that, it so that it I would it comes like to up. acknowledge it. Okay. That's all. Okay. he's wearing a suit, but he's got very kind of informal looking bracelets on. Okay. As an accessory. Very so, good catch. There they are. I was clearly paying attention to other parts of him because I did not see that. <laughs> so, cue knocking on the door. Uh-huh. And then the start of the most perfect song for this scene. Oh, my gosh. Which I basically have memorized now, you guys, because I've watched the scene so many times. <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself, but I'm not. I said, in my notes, I put, he comes together. But there's a problem. That problem is that she's smoking hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and I put. poor boy mm. is shooketh. Yep. More intense eye contact because they just kind of stare at each other for several seconds before anything is said. Yeah. And they're he both f- like, holy crap, yep. look at you. And he finally says, are you ready? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I am. There's just a problem. And basically she can't get the back of her zipper up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can you you know get one get of the one girls of and he's yeah. like wouldn't that look weird since your fiance like your fiance's right here because he'd be the one to go get them right and it would seem awkward to them that and he's like but if you want i'll go get my mom and she's like no yeah so he's like well i'd like to help you but it's in the contract that i can't touch you without your permission so do you allow so it? will you allow it and she nods her head and he shuts the door and then, guys, no words are spoken after this. None. For the next two minutes and like 10 words seconds. words in this scene. So mind you, the song Gold. Words is, are irrelevant. The song playing is called Gold. 
I will link. I've made a playlist on Spotify for both Bayanlish and Senchal Kapama. I will link them both in those episode notes. Any song that plays that is actually available on Spotify, I will make sure it's on there. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Oh, heavens. This song seriously is so perfect for the tone of this scene. I don't even know how to properly explain it. <laughs> I, I wish we could just play it for you. Well, I'll maybe I'll cut it in right here. Okay. And they can have a little taste of the glory. Yes, because it, there's just no way to explain the intensity of this scene. He slowly walks over. A little bit of romance. And then he's standing behind her. Good as gold. They're both looking in the mirror at each other. And he, her strap fell, and he slowly lifts the strap back onto her shoulder. And shout out to whoever on Twitter made a gif out of that and then reversed it. <laughs> You're not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and then slowed it down even this more. My DZ fans are my favorite uh-huh. because they pull no punches. No. So that gif <laughs> completely looks like he's sliding that dress off of her. It's it's good, you guys. It's what we were all rooting it's for. It's what we were all rooting for. <laughs> but anyways, oh he gosh. he puts he pulls the strap back up. And then we get the close-up of his giant hands. I can't even handle it. On this tiny, on we're this two episodes in. Tiny and I'm zipper. Already dying. I know. Oh, I know. It's you guys. I know his big whole, his big old man hands. They're huge. Her. They. And she's so petite that it, yep. it makes him look giant. I think and if he like, wanted to, he could actually link his fingers could. and thumbs with each other around her waist can we please request that yes um director mm-hmm. aisha if you're listening one of you guys mm-hmm. make that happen for yeah, us please so he slowly zips it up meanwhile this song that maybe we'll be playing in the background as you're hearing this mm-hmm. is playing as he does this and they he finally gets it zipped all the way up and then she turns around slowly and they are like practically nose to nose staring mm-hmm. at each other mm-hmm. for more intense eye contact. Yep. And then the episode ends. Mm-hmm. This went on though for like two and a half minutes, you guys. Sure of did. just intense staring. Staring and slight touching. <sighs> and I mm, I said I almost felt like a voyeur watching this, but also I rewatched it like 18 times. So <laughs> I mean, how can you not? How could you not? So that was oh. a wonderful, excellent, beautiful, magnificent end. Oh my to gosh. Yes. A and great episode. All three fragments have been released at time of recording mm-hmm. and those all are just making me like, oh my gosh. Like, I know. Part of me is like, man, I'm so bummed. I'm going to be on the road at this time tomorrow driving to Arizona. I'm not going to be able to watch the episode live. And I don't have internet where I'm going. So I don't even know when I'm going to be able to watch the episode. (laughs) And I'm already like sad about it because I'm like so excited for what's to come. Like, I 
can't wait anyways so, so we should we should stop yeah it's already it's gonna be another long episode but i'm not even okay. gonna apologize for that though <laughs> so anyhow what did you guys think of this episode yeah do you have any theories that either agree with ours mm. go against ours do you think there's a mole in the company right or is there something we missed that you're like you totally didn't even like think about this mm -hmm. uh let us know we want to know so Episode notes will have where you can find us on all of our socials. Yep. Uh, we'll have the playlists linked that we've made for um, the shows. Yep. And um, our merch store. And if you would please be so kind, if you feel so inclined, to rate, review, and subscribe yep. to our podcast on your preferred platform. That it helps help. boost the podcast, helps other people find it. Um, yeah. We love you guys. We appreciate you so much that, like, Hearing from you guys between episodes makes us doing this even so much more fun. It like, really does. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out to you guys, our listeners. You guys are awesome and we appreciate you more than we could possibly express. So um, until next time, post your call.